Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gods and goddesses, to the Golden Age Gurus Podcast, your source for regenerative, entrepreneurial, and eco-friendly global solutions using ancient future strategies that focus on healing ourselves, our community, and the planet. Now, it is truly an honor to introduce your host, Baba John. Lafia, happy new year. Hope you had a good holiday. Happy Kwanzaa. So this episode is going to be about the Iyami Oracle, which was created by Aminat coming on the show here shortly. And she made a masterful deck. And we're going to use the deck to do a 2023 reading. And I'll put a link in the notes. To explore our triple goddess archetype and other female reaches through hand-painted illustrations, a 44-card deck embodying Iyami Oshoronga and ancient Yoruba symbolism. These are the foundation of the West African Orisha and Ifa spiritual science. Each card is full, is a full-size illustration designed and commissioned by Aminat and painted by local Nigerian artists who are entrenched within the culture. She's coming on. We're going to do a reading. We're going to talk about Iyami. I just finished my first semester of law school. Woo! It's pretty hard. You know, I'm going to start cleaning up my social and getting things more professional, what I present on the outside. And then obviously the mystery school will be private and I'll conduct it through a ministry that I am organizing. So I'm going to make this podcast free for now, but I will be making my, my what could be considered woo-woo or what people that aren't in the know of this stuff might judge in the wrong way. I'm, I'm just going to make it private. So I'm headed in that direction. Thank you for your support. If you would like to support the show, you can subscribe. I think it's like seven bucks a month, basically a Starbucks coffee, and you can support podcasts like this. And yeah, so what's happening in the news? We got Twitter files. Uh, I don't know if you you heard about Elon Musk releasing uh, basically internal documents such as screenshots, emails, and chat logs to journalists for them to present to the public. So check that out. I think it's crazy that, you know, there's so much negativity towards Elon Musk. I mean, the guy bought Twitter. He did us a favor and we should support our entrepreneurs that can can do the amazing things Elon Musk is doing. He bought Twitter, wah, wah. You know, so yeah, that that happened, and then we had uh, Ukraine's president come, and we're giving him a a whole lot of money, zillions. You know, I think we should be focused on that. That's kind of ridiculous. Ethereum's at about twelve hundred bucks right now. I would get some 
I'm, I'm going to personally be looking at Ethereum. Bitcoin's cool, but, um, you know, if you get in while it's down, it's buy low so high, as someone told me once, and uh, it's always been good to me. So also upgraded the uh, Gnosis chain infrastructure to a version 3 Moloch DAO. And um, so be prepared to uh, get more on that. I'm definitely going to start having securities experts and lawyers on the show. And we're going to get, start taking deep, deep dives into the legalities of the, these new kinds of organizations that are decentralized and powered by their own uh, tokens. Uh, so yeah, we're going to get, we're going to get deeper into that. Probably have about six months of making podcasts about whatever I want (laughs) just to keep things going. I'm a little more acclimated to law school. I wasn't able to put much out, but I was able to keep the trickle factor going. And so still got, uh, some momentum from the show. I got the anchor.fm put together a little uh, data pack with, with numbers and it it did pretty good so I want to just thank everybody for for listening and I, I hope you enjoy the 2023 Yami Oracle show all right well welcome to the show Aminat thank you Baba John and uh, you're you're in England right now. Yes, I am. And okay, so it's Sunday. It's three thirty here in Texas. So I guess it's nine thirty at night yes. where yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Okay, so you're getting closer to the to the witching hour. Yeah. Awesome. So that's probably uh, kind of taboo. Would you would you would you say the conversation we're going to have is is uh, it's appropriate to use the word witch? No, <laughs> that's what I figured you'd say. <laughs> that's why I asked. Yeah. So so we're going to talk about a tradition, uh, a Risha tradition that you have made uh, an Oracle deck that I bought and I love and I love the art and I love the background history and the, the, the spiritual, spiritual system that I inherited. And I'd love to hear more about, about you and how you came up with this, this Oracle. Yeah. So, so like you said, my, my name is Aminat. I'm based in um, the UK right now. So I'm Nigerian by um, heritage, uh, also specifically Yoruba. Both my parents are Yoruba, but I was born in the UK. <clears throat> I lived in the US for a while and then moved back here. And I traveled back and forth to Nigeria. Um, my background, my, my family background is a very um, spiritualist background, even though they were not officially in the Orisha tr- tradition you do automatically get a, get exposed to the tradition. And more so, um, what was interesting about my, my family is that my grandfather and my mother also studied Western spiritual practices, i.e. astrology. My grandfather owned a um, 
to telescope, which is like back in the day in 1950s, 1940s, Nigeria, that that was a pretty, you know, bold thing to, to have. Um, had I was surrounded with astrological books from the time I, I was, you know, little from my grandfather to watching my mom. So when I moved to the U.S. Um, around 12, between 12 and 16, and 16 years old was when I found the whole, I went deeper into the astro astrology and numerology because I grew up with these themes and I never really connected it to my culture. I've always separated it from West African spiritual philosophy, which is Ifa and Orisha. So around 16 is when I found the tarot world, Oracle deck, and I was just, you know, amazed at, you know, the the way other cultures have their own oracle system to speak to the divine. And then probably around 2014 was when I, when I started going deeper into the Orisha tradition and Ifa as well, that I started seeing similarities, specifically in the archetypes, because I study a lot of other cultural traditions as well. I know a little bit about Hinduism, Sufi Islam, because that's what my grandfather was. A Sufi imam, um, um, the Gnostic Christ Christianity, Zoroastrian. Um, I've, I've always just had interest in intercultural, um, cross-cultural spirituality. So I started seeing um, archetypes. I started seeing the similarities with their archetypes. What I mean by that, like if you look at our tradition, Shango and Oya, that's like the perfect archetypal, you know, of, of the divine feminine and the divine mas masculine and him being that fire, the lightning, the th fun, thunder, the perfect manifestation of the perfect king and her being that, you know, the, the fe feminine force that supports him and they, they work like yin and yang. So started seeing those types like, you know, Ogun, that, that archetypal um, manifestation of the perfect war warrior. Started seeing that in Mars, started seeing, you know, looking at all these, these um, cultural, um, this other, the cross cultural archetypes like Hinduism, Zoroastrian and all these and looking at the our archetypes that they have. Like the archetypes of the crone, the archetypes of the king, the warrior, the maiden, the wise woman. I started seeing that in my culture as well. So I thought I was thinking that there's something that we're not being taught in school as, as it pertains to. There has to be a foundation. And then when I went deeper into my, my culture and other cultures, I started seeing this divine feminine. The divine feminine is what the Western spiritualities are obviously coined, right? It's a very popular word. But I started seeing it in, in my tradition, in the, you know, Ifa and Orisha tradition as well. Because I know symbolism and I have an eye for ar archetypes and I have an eye for just asking, knowing what questions to ask, I started seeing that commonality again. And I started, and I went deeper again, come to find out most of the indigenous people around the world their mode of spirituality used to be geared towards the feminine and West Africa was not an exception. And that's when I realized that I struck gold and I said, okay, so what is the divine feminine in our true tradition? That that's when you go into the Yami Osoronga. So you, Ajez not, doesn't mean which. Um, Yoruba is such an old language, very similar to Latin, even older than Latin. We know that certain words in Latin is almost 
you can translate it to, to English, but you're not going to get the exact translation. It's the same thing with Yoruba. If you try to do a direct translation to certain words in Yoruba to English, it's it cause kind of it makes things impossible and you lose a lot, lot of the meaning behind. What Ajem means is just feminine power. Yami means our mo mothers. So because that feminine power, that feminine, that dark feminine, if you want to say, is has been it could not be controlled in a lot of the indigenous tra tra tradition and in a lot of the um, amongst a lot of the indigenous peoples around the world i find there was a common theme of them the divine feminine being demonized and being called a, a witch or with with, with with witches which is the same thing that happens in our in my um tradition as well so anyways when i found this idea that Iyami basically were everywhere. You know, our mothers were ev everywhere. And, you know, your boss called them that means the owners of the world. So if you want to look at that word witch and you say, Olodumare, the creator, gave the keys to the universe, ba basically gave the world in their hands. What happened if they were so called witches, right? So that really doesn't make any sense. So when I looked at this arch archetype of these women, who they are, I found that they were categorized into three. And the colors is black, red, and white. And that's when I started doing the, again, the comparison with my culture and others. And I said, well, the other cultures have a maiden, mother, and crone archetype. This is ours. Only the crone is first because age is always respected old age is always respected in Africa and that's where the idea really came from and I wanted to use the Oracle deck as a vehicle to not only teach a little bit about Orisha tradition but to also show the divine feminine foundation in our culture beautiful well my my mother is actually Iyami so that's how I got plugged in and uh, I went to West Africa and was initiated into Osho, which they um, told me it was uh, basically a wizard. Mm -hmm. So is wizard different from witch or is a wizard a derogatory term? Again, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's not as derogatory as the word witch because everything that has to do with the male is never as derogatory as the female. Whenever we're being, we're being called something, it's always more derogatory than you guys. It's more so, wizard is more so a watered down, uh, you know, thing, a watered down to translation to also... Because also it's like it's basically the male version of Iyami. That's the base, basically you know what that is. So mm -hmm. again, because things don't trans translate. So if you look at Osoronga, if you look at their name, you know many people have tried to break down that old name Osoronga. But at the end of the day, there is no direct English English translation because they're one of the the names of Iyami. The three together is o Osoronga. So because we don't call people by their names. Um, if they're older than you, because it's disrespectful. That's why that's why we call them Yami. So if you look at Osoronga, that also is there. So it's obviously that means that it's a there's and it's said that Osoronga is the spirit bird. That Osoronga means the 
spirit bird. But what that name breaks down to, no one really knows. But what we do know is that also it's like the the the, the male version of Iyami. Sure. I've I've heard it translated to something around astral astral flight. Yeah. I've heard that too. Yeah, but I mean, I've, I've, these words sometimes can have three different meanings. Mhm. Mm mhm. So. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really into the bird, into the birds. I've I've I started volunteering at a um, conservation and a, a bird conservation um, operation, and they had just cages and cages and of um, vultures and eagles and owls and everything you can think of. It's just ridiculous. And so I, I fantasize about creating a, a bird paradise someday <laughs> for myself, just having lots of birds. So the the Iyami are, are uh, said to be represented by this African great, great parrot. And um, you offered to go on a parrot deep dive with me. So I'd, Kids are my kids are hoping I'm going to get a parrot, and I think I'm I'm leaning towards it right now. So, yeah, I mean that that's just one of the birds that are connected to to Yami, and and that's one of the symbols that I ran across when I when I first started studying how Yami relates to the tradition. Because if you your first entry into the tradition, they will try to scare you away from them. Oh, they're this, they're the W word. You know they're uncontrollable. They're bad. They're always attacking you every time you go to a to divination. Depending on how, you know, versed the Babalawo is, they'll say they always they're always attacking you. It's always this mysterious woman that's always attacking, and I didn't understand why. So I, I always want to know why because I can't do something if I cannot if I can't dig deep. So when I you know I found my first teacher who was actually an Ifa priest, and I started asking questions. I was very lucky for him to be to be of a to be a real tea teacher, and he was and he was the one that was able to connect the symbolism for me. One of those symbolism that I came across that I realized that Iyami are really the foundation. My entry into into this thesis that I presented was when I came across the symbolism of the you know parrot. First, I asked my teacher, "Why do we have to have?" Because when I did my initiation in twenty. Well, to Ololoko first, and this was in Bini City, you have to have the parrot feather on your head for seven days, and you couldn't lose it. If you lost it, they'll ask you, where's your feather? And I went mm -hmm. to my teacher, and I said, why is that? Why is the worst? This? I see the parrot feather everywhere. And then, then he told me, you know, the symbolism, because that's the, there's power there, and that color red, and the feather in and of itself carries spiritual significance, because it's connecting the right brain to the left brain and I said well this parrot must be a powerful bird for it to to for the feather to, to do all that why and then I dug deep into Yoruba culture to find out that the parrot is actually a revered be, uh, bird that is you cannot it's very taboo to kill one it's very mm. taboo to kill a parrot because there's a lot of verses in Ifa that speaks of the parrot representing Iyami themselves because mm. that and representing the divine feminine because the feather especially the red the gray what, what is it called the gray red pirate red gray african african uh gray parrot gray lady. african gray african parrot with the yeah. red tail feathers to be spe spe specific is the one that is really important that carries 
spiritual yeah. significance because those red tail feathers represents the blood of the mother. Wow. And that's why we use it. That's why they're so important in initiation. And they're central to any initiation. The feathers of the African gray parrot has to be there. Yeah. So, so that's just one of the symbolism that we use. And, you know, that's like, so that's telling you that the divine feminine has to be involved in the in initiation, right? And then on top of that, the parrot in and of itself is just, it's just a symbol of wis wis wisdom, is a symbol of, uh, of yami, is a symbol of one of their messengers. But the reason why it's connected to, the, to yami and to divine feminine, that specific one, the African um, gray parrot, is because of that, the red tail for feathers. And that color in and of itself is connected to the divine feminine. It's connected to yami. Yeah, they, they uh, I, I guess not all of them talk, but um, some of them, some of them do, you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of a luck of the draw type of deal. Mm -hmm. But I was, mm -hmm. I was looking on YouTube and um, they had a great parrot on there sitting next to an Alexa. And I was like, rock, Alexa, hard rock. The Alexa started playing music. It was just, you know, it's just like. Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. If, if, yeah. You're, if you're doing like, if you're doing like Iyami work, you know, what kind of words would be coming out of the beak there, you know? Like, right, can you imagine a par parrot being trained to speak Yoruba? That would be interesting. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like Alexa, a goon goon, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I've been working with chickens and I got my chicken game down. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm ready to, to level up my, my bird work. So yeah, I've been doing some research. I'm excited. And, and, and this tradition a lot, you know, like I mentioned earlier, um, a lot of it's in the, in the astral and the birds represent, um, astral flight and carrying yeah, power. Yeah, the, yeah. The the symbolism of all birds in and of itself. I'll come back to the parrot because that depiction I put in the in the oracle in the deck is a is a specific story, and I think it's Ose. I believe in Ose and Emery Logun, But the symbolism of the bird, what that symbolizes is the fact that they have control over the astral and the physical. Because you know, birds can walk on on the terrain and they can fly. Right. So that's why the, the, the Oriki says, I want to la 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 A lot of people want to learn about Yami and they think it has to be some kind of elaborate, you know, it's hidden, um, hidden verse in Ifa, but it's right there in our faces. All we have to do, like I said, because your language is so dense, if you sit with it and you really just unpack what that means, I want to la la ye, I want to la ye, owners of the world. So then you have to ask who gave them who gave them this title of owners owner of, of the, the world. What does it mean if I own the world? That means I own the top and the bottom. So what owns the top? What was the symbolism that comes to your mind of an animal that can go up and down? A bird. Right. So yeah. Well, well, let's talk about this this deck. So. Um... Yeah, give me the give me the give me the four one one. We got the 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 three categories of, of goddess, the the maiden, 
the uh, mother and the crone, which mm-hmm. are the uh, red, white, and, and black. Yummy. Yeah. 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 So I really wanted to, I, um, I want to write in another book that's going to go d- deeper because the deck was just an entry level, you know, um, an entry level pre- presentation of the symbolism in Yoruba culture and how it's how everything ties back to them. So the cards are there, 44 cards, all hand painted, all by um, the Nigerian artists that I found. And what I wanted to do, I, I not only have the depictions of them, the three, the three um, yummy outs that we don't hear about a lot, like Oba Asabo, for example, Shango's first wife, you know, um, yeah, and it's all, it also it also depicts a lot, lot of the philosophical sayings. Some of the stories that from Ifa verses are there, like the depiction of the parrot. That that's one of my favorite cards, and I designed that based or set. That's the fifth um, book in um, in the Erin Dilogun, the sixteen Kauri side, and that tells the story of the, this parrot called Oluwo. Funnily enough, that that, that was her name. And she was married to, you know, she, I forgot what who she was married to, some other bird in, in the kingdom. And it came to pass that the other birds, the wives of that her husband, you know, they were kind of jealous of her because her husband gave her a crown and said that she was, you know, his favorite. Or for whatever reason, the husband wanted to be- bequeath her with a crown, and he did. The other birds got jealous, and they would steal her crown when she was sleeping. They would hide it in different places. And every morning she would wake up. Where's my crown? She can't find it. She'll go. She'll find it somewhere in the dustbin, somewhere in the forest, somewhere in the sewage. So the third time that they stole it, she was like, you know what? I'm going to take my crown and I'm just going to go and I'm going to hide it somewhere that no one is ever going to to find it. So she took her crown and she managed to find it in the last place they hid it. And she just she flew high. And that's that's the scene that I'm depicting. So she's using the power that she found within herself, which is the power of Yami, the power in, in the red tail, the red um, parrot feathers that she, you know she, she has, and that crown also represents wealth. And that's that story is symbolic because, in a way, it's telling you how much. And and the moral of that story is because um, Oluwo, that parrot, was able to overcome her detractors. De- 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 she became the most respected bird until today it's said that you know the parrot all over the world is the most respected bird in the bird kingdom so Mm. a story like that that i came across whilst consulting with one of my elders i had to depict it because there's wisdom in it for for us now so most some of the images are not like of orisha some of them are you know, stories I've, I've extracted that I've, you know, received from the Oracle, but it's still connected to Yami somehow. The whole purpose of the deck is really to show through symbolism study that everything that we do, the, the whole foundation of the tradition is actually based on Yami. They have to have their hand in everything that we do. So, so the forty-four, the forty-four cards. What um, is the significance of that? I know that the tarot has like seventy-eight. Or yeah, something. yeah. Like what's the what's the math? 
comparison there that you're going for. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question. That's the freedom you have when you're creating an Oracle that, you know, you don't you don't have to be you don't have to stick to. Tarot has its own you know very strict system. The Oracle system, Oracle deck, Oracle cards that does not. It can be 44, it can be 52. The cards were going to be 33 at first, but then because I was spending a lot of money on the artwork. But then I got a message to increase it, and I increased it to 444. I'm even thinking about adding seven more. I'm not sure which seven. If I do mm-hmm. a reprint, when I do a reprint, I'm thinking about it. If my Kickstarter is successful, nice. so I can move it up to 52 if I wish. When you create an Oracle deck, you don't have, there's no specific rule. There's no rules. As long as it's kind of like you're creating your own Oracle system, as long as you have some kind of key, a book to explain this is what you're looking at this is what it means when it comes to the tarot on the other end that's that's already an established system right the encompassing numerology astrology the historical depiction of the tarot and all that that's why it's 78 i believe or 70 yeah yeah so you um <laughs> mentioned that that your tradition studies uh the 16 cowrie and how do you pronounce it Aaron Dean Logan exactly or, or some people say D Logan I'm, I'm used to pronouncing it Aaron Aaron D Logan but we Aaron D Logan means 16 it's the same Yoruba tradition and a lot of people are just mistaken thinking that Ifa encompasses everything you know so Aaron D Logan is the 16 cowries the difference with that and Ifa is that we don't initiate into Eri Dilogun. Eri Dilogun is the oracle that we use. You initiate into your Orisha. Mm-hmm. And if you're a traditionalist back home, your Orisha is already known when you're born. Right. So if, if you're not if you're not born into it, you then you can go to an Orisha priest. They will cast Eri Dilogun for you and they will say, okay, Obabatala or Shun, these are the Orishas you should initiate. So it's, it's a tool. Whereas Ifa is an actual priesthood. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what's what's the difference between uh, Aaron Dean Logoon and, and Marion Dean Logoon with that M there? It's the same beginning. thing. It's the it's same, same thing. thing. Okay, yeah, that was confused there. Yeah, it's the same thing. All right, all right. That's what, you know, that's what I thought. But I wanted to make sure of with you. So, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do, do, do you guys start with reading um, Obi? Or do y'all go right for 16? If you um, it's that that's that's a complex. Uh, I'll give you an example. Egbe people, you've heard of Egbe, right? Astro Soul Group. Yeah. Okay, so Egbe certain Orisha practitioners are natural mediums, and I'll give you a perfect example of that question. It's going to be long, but you understand. My yeah that initiated me into Egbe in Oyo, she's not trained in Eri Eri Dilogun. She's not trained in anything other than OB. When she wants to talk to you, let's say you went to her and you're like, oh, I want to know something. This is happening. She she use OB and it's amazing. But at the same, I think she's also a natural medium as well because she'll pull some messages and I'll be like, how did she read that out of the four? I don't even understand how she read because she was just because that's what Egbe people are. They're natural mediums they don't need that every dilogun per se so the, the answer to the question is yes or no like the egbe people i know from my experience they don't use every dilogun at all it doesn't mean if you need an egbe priestess tomorrow using the 16 calories that they're wrong 
I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes some people can use the OB, the cola nuts to read, but it's very rare. But I feel as if those people are natural mediums. But if you want to actually, if, you know, the tradition is if you were to go to Obatala priest or my teacher in Oyo, he's a Shango priest. It's Dilogun is what they, they use, the 16 calories. If you go to him and you're like, this is, I need, and he'll just pull out his calories and he's going to do the, and he's going to do the divination for you. And it's Shango that's, that's going to be the, the, the surrogate of the me message. But if you went to my other teacher, who's an Obatala priest, it's Obatala that's going to be the, the person that he's talking to, that's going to extract the message. So that's why Henry Henry Delogun is more so of a tool of of the perspective Orisha that you initiate into. Whereas Ifa, you have to go through Orumila first. You go through Orumila and then Ifa, and then you go through and then the Orisha, whatever Orisha that you need to, whatever story comes out that pertains to, to the Orisha is extracted. Yeah, when I started my journey. Um... You know, my mom was into it, but I didn't really, you know, I wasn't um, sure because I hadn't really had any metaphysical experience until one, one, one night I had a dream and Oromila showed up in my dream and I was like, oh man, this, that's the, that's the guy my mom keeps telling me about. Hmm. And um, so that just goes right back to the, the, the astral work you know yeah dream dream work is very important in our dream work is important i mean i think the ifa people don't really you know they, they're so technical that you know they like to everything is three five but if you go to my peoples in bibini city because i do my stuff and i have olokun my olokun initiation into 2012 was in bibini city the edo people they're very mystical um when i was doing my local initiation with them there was no 16 calorie at all it was dream, and they would just look at your face, and they would tell you. And when you wake up, they'll ask you the dream you've had, or they will know that you've had a dream, and they'll be waiting for you outside, like tell us what what, what you dreamt. So dream work is something that's really really important. Do you, do you do you do anything? Do you have a like a dream practice? I mean, I, I've been in natural. That's how this deck. That's one of the ways this deck um was um I manifested because it's just nothing that I've done. I've taken mugwort before and that like it makes me lucidly dream. But I've always been like a very lucid, a very my dream state has been very active ever since I was I can remember and that's how some of the scenes in this deck, like the three Iyas, the dream during the dream state, how I saw them is how I designed them. So I've always I, that's a natural thing for me. I don't you know, I don't do anything special. I'll just sleep and I'll wake up and I'll remember. Sometimes I'll forget and then something will happen. And I'll be like, wait a minute. I think I dreamt I spoke to Baba John. I'll be like, did I speak to Baba John? Was that a dream? And I'm like, no, I haven't spoken to him. That's a dream. Okay. And then I will go back to it and I, I will remember. So, yeah. Some people just have a natural, but that's an Egbe thing as well. That's what I was telling you about that Egbe vibration. You just have a very active dream um, life. Yeah, I was having, um, I, had, I had to do an egg bay uh, ritual out there in uh, Ota to deal with some stuff. And um, my life was kind of going, going, going haywire and they, and they did a reading on me and they were like, 
you need to placate egg bay and i'd never heard of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's, it's very <laughs> complex that's that's how I that's how I learned, you know. It's like, okay, this is how I fix what, what what's going on right now. Like, I'll go with that. Yeah, if if you're dealing with Yami or Osho and you're not dealing with Egbe, I don't know. I, I don't know what they they're doing because my research and some of my elders agree that Yami and Egbe are like, because you know they're not Orisha. Yami is not Orisha. Egbe is not Orisha. So they're like this pri- primordial force. Right. So, yeah, so that, that makes sense. Anyone that's close to you, I mean, you, you're going to be close to Egbe. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love it. It's so, um, one, of, one of my teachers calls, calls it paleo science. Would that be appropriate for you, too? Do you like that term? It's a science. I mean, you have to tell me what paleo means. I mean, is, does that yeah, mean... Just pri- very, like, very old. Primordial. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's appropriate because it is a science. That's what my teacher called. That's what it is. This is it's the West African science because we think science has to look at... We look at what the word science through Western lenses. Oh, it has to be this. It has to be this men in white coats in a, in a lab and it has to be in English and it has to be written it has to be you know we look at it in a very science in a very but then people different cultures have their own version of a science sure. so if i and orisha is the west is the indigenous the primordial science of, of the world so the world yeah. you know yeah i mean uh part of why i'm so convinced just learning um the divination system is you know the the math is the, the same Uh, when Nintendo yeah. came out, it was 8-bit. And then uh, the Super Nintendo came out. What was that? That was 16-bit. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, yeah. That's, See, look at that. You just said 16 calories is your whole, whole, four, whole thing. And, and, yeah, and four, is, you know, is first is two, then four, you know, and eight. And so those those are the characters. Because, you know, when we're doing OB, it's four loads. And then but you, you can also do the four-calorie throws. You can do the eight calorie throws, and you can do the sixteen calorie throws. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then with this new, uh, this new uh, Bitcoin stuff, let me let me type it in. It's two hundred fifty six. If you type in Bitcoin, yeah, uh, yeah, they call it the SHA two fifty six algorithm. Two fifty six. I didn't know that. Two fifty six. <laughs> that's the number of. That's the number of the verses that the first, the, the verses when you, was it 16 times 16? It's 256, right? Yeah. 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 That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's obvious that it's, that it's something's going on there, you know? like Exactly. So they're not coming up, but they just think, oh, they came up with just random numbers because they're geniuses. No, this African ancestors know. Right. They knew this, the significance of this. I didn't realize that. I'm going to look d- deeper yeah. into that. Yeah, it's called the SHA S A H two fifty six algorithm, and wow. understanding Bitcoin's algorithm and breaking SHA two fifty six. That's the first thing on Google I see here. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it blows, blows, blows one's mind. So yeah, I mean, proof is in the pudding. People wouldn't still be doing this stuff if it didn't work and it wasn't real. Exactly. Exactly. I was just saying in my other interview that I finished before jumping on, you know, nature, really what it is, science is really the study of the rhythmic um, movements of 
nature. That's what science is. scientists do. They, they sit in their lab and they watch behaviors and they look for path patterns. That's what, at the rudimentary level, that's what a scientist is. That's what the ancestors did as well to come up with this system that we know of as Orisha, you know, tradition and Ifa. Because they watch the cycles of the moons, the, the water, the way that the nature, the way these animals interact with each other, which animals comes out, why does the owl always comes out at this, and the owl, how do they know the owl can see in the dark? You know, how do they have that knowledge? It's, it's, they weren't observing and interacting with their natural environment. And I think that's what all of us are going to have to go back to because the world is just it's just going the other way because this detachment and this unwillingness to connect with nature is going to hurt mankind in the end. And the people who know, such as yourself, such as, such as me, that's why we're going back to the old ways. Yeah. Yeah, thank, thank goodness. Thank goodness for... For the old ways, thank goodness. Because mm -hmm. uh, I tell you what, I don't know what else I would do with myself. But you know, if you have a, a quantum computer from from God, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, it's true. All, all you can do is just be appreciative of the work your ancestors put in as well, because you know, this, this modern life tries to brainwash us to forget the ones that came before us. But I'm just like, I, I'm just, every day I'm amazed at the genius of, you know, the, the, how the ones that came before us. Cause like, for example, I just came back from Nigeria two weeks ago and the Benin people, the Edo people, they have this thing with the number seven and I'm still trying to figure out why, cause, but they, their whole thing is seven. Everything is seven, seven women in me did my initiation everything you do is seven times and i'm like seven because you know on the yoruba side it's like three three is the number for yami is the number four issue so you see the number three a lot when you're doing ritual but with them it's in the number seven so now i'm off onto a, an assignment to try to figure out what is the significance of this number seven when you ask them they just say it's a spiritual num num number because they that's they're so used used to it you know when i was doing my initiation with them because it's seven days seven days right and, you know, it was just when I would wake up, you know, you bathe in the stuff they give you. And I didn't even have to say anything. I remember one morning I woke up and I was just in a bad mood because I don't sleep very well at night. I don't go to sleep until like 3 a.m. And there you have to wake up at 6 a.m. to do your bath, the spiritual bath, because it's really intense. The initiation is not like anything I've ever experienced. And I was just like, I was just thinking to myself, day three, I'm like, I, would, I just want to sleep. And I woke up and as I walked outside, my grandmother just look, looked at me and she literally repeated everything I was thinking in my head. She was like, oh, okay, so sorry. You didn't sleep until 4 a.m. and we came to wake, wake you up at 6 and now you're in a bad mood. I don't know how. She just picked. I was like, what the? It was, it was like, you know, these ancestors and these are people that don't have any Western education. They don't speak English. They don't read English. But they literally can just pull information out of you like a computer, like a x-ray yeah machine and every day i'm always thankful i'm like just the wisdom of the ancestors and these people that kept the, the tradition alive you know just god bless them because like you said i don't know what, what i would do with myself <laughs> it's true if i didn't have this tradition i don't really know because i was going down a way that it was not good yeah well i mean everybody everybody needs a, a compass 
And what mm-hmm. what better compass than your than your ancestors? It's true. So we were we were talking about doing a reading for for twenty twenty three. Oh yeah, sure. Do you have your deck? We, we could I, do a card pull. I, and I, I yeah, because you don't have it. I do. I do. I have. Okay, good. Deck. Because what you can do is pull a, a card. I don't know if you want to do four or whatever, and then I, I will tell you the backstory. Okay. That I didn't include in in the book. All right. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, shuffle the cards, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna knock three times for Eshu, right? Okay, I'll do that as well. That's that sounds like a good. You know, and then do we do we say like do we say something like? Yeah, just just repeat the question in your mind as you shuffle uh, how many are you gonna pull i mean i can gonna... pull four i can pull four yeah I, i'll pull four as well i have that that card spread that i sent to you i think that's a good one because it follows the pattern of the four carry well so okay i don't i don't i didn't i wasn't able to find that document so Okay, I'm gonna is the four-card four spread like a cross? Yeah, it's four-card spread. It's the top. You pl- place the top, place the bottom, place the right, and place the, the left. Okay. okay. I'm going to have to resend that. Did I? All right. I'm ready to rumble. Okay, wait. Let me just... Have, have you pulled yours? I pulled them. I haven't turned them. Okay. Okay. I'll do the same. One second. All right. Okay. So we, so I'll explain it to you. So the top is the what the um I guess you could say what's what's the situation. So we can say is what what is on everybody's mind. What is the current situation, right? The okay. bottom is what is at the foundation. What's affecting the top? The right is what your ego wants, what the collective ego wants. And then the left is the divine, the advice of the divine feminine. Okay, so those are the positions. So let's turn okay. them over. Okay. All right. Interesting. Does it matter if they're upside down? It may. It, I mean, just, yeah, just note it. To tell me which ones are upside down, I could tell you. Because that's okay. one of the information I sent in that the document, well, the well, shadow. Of course, it's the ego. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that's the only one upside down is, is is the big fat ego. So which which cards do you have? All right, at the at the top I have uh, uh, Tira TB, the self. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then mm-hmm. the base is uh, abundance uh, J. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that makes sense. And then um, the upside down ego is Chango and Oya. On the right side, okay. Yeah. Oh. And then on the left, we got Eshu. Interesting. Interesting. So what's your take? That's a very interesting spread. Well, I mean, just in just in uh, in my life and my my love life, you know, it's 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 definitely been been struggling balancing the 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 feminine and masculine energies. There's lots of that gender war stuff going on just deep in the in the collective, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh my God, that's true. 
Yeah, so, you know, like, just so trying to love, just trying to be that divine couple and trying to love, trying to love, a, a, like, me as a, as a man, loving a, a goddess, it's, it's, it's way harder because there's all, the, all this trauma hmm. and the ego going on, you know? So, mm-hmm. so, so, you know, between the trauma and the ego, it's almost impossible to, to become that divine couple unless you wow. overcome that. Right. So that's absolutely 100%. Yeah. And then, you know, and then, uh, the base, the base is the, the abundance and, you know, like when you can work with your partner, work with your tribe, then that's what creates the abundance. Yeah. Like figuring out how to combine your 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 ashe, your 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 powers and and to create and manifest more. Mm-hmm. Um that's the base, but if if you're not working together that way then it can affect the abundance. Mhm. Mm-hmm. For the year. Or any year. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh the top is the um the self you yeah, can tell me about this card i don't know this card yeah and then the left side is what it's the issue and that's okay. you know we don't even have to go in it we know why it's right there. you know what i'm saying <laughs> so what question was going through your mind when you asked this was this personal or for the collective the, 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 this is this is the 2023 like right. reading and i'm thinking more for the collective collective yeah and for yourself own. as well yeah, that makes sense. That's the thing about the gender war. I like that. I'm gonna note that. Oh my war. god, oh, yeah, the gender reverse. wars, man! It's, it's ridiculous. Same, it's, like the same, it's, it's the same thing as the black and the white crap. You know, it's just it's, the it's duality. Even, I think it's even getting worse. I think it's even worse because you that know? gender war. I mean, these these I, the things I see online, um, the things I see, the things I hear. I had to leave a group. I had to. Oh man, this and it's coming from my gender, from the women's side. The things I see come out of their mouth. I, yeah. It's actually revolting. It, it, yeah, you know, and, and the and men. I, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really experiencing um, that dark feminine. You know, mm. la- the last, the last ten years, I've really, really seen it. I've done a lot of training, and you know. Like I did one training, I won't say the name of it, mm-hmm. but it was like, um, you know, like forty shamans in a in a in a in a hut doing work, you know, healing work. And um, when you when you see how effed up the men are, when the women see how messed up the men are because of things that they do, and the women see mm-hmm. how you, you know, and and vice versa. It's just like, you know, to see the pain that you, that is being caused and to know that it's not really a gender war. It's really just everyone's shit. <laughs> you know, you know? And, and that's what everyone's shit that goes into TTRATB, the one you just pulled at the top, the self. TTRATB. TTRATB means that's exactly what it is. Every, your shit. You have to deal with, with, with you. So TTRATB is a old Yoruba saying. Remember I was saying some of the depictions are not Orishas. They're just philosophical sayings from the tradition. Mm. So that's one of the oldest one that you can find. It says, It means in good and evil is how the world was created. So basically the ancestors were saying, look, you know, evil and good are brother and sisters. There is no anthropomorphical, the devil somewhere causing you this issue. In, so within you, 
you were born in dark and light. It's like Jung, Carl Jung says the same thing. To go through the, the, the light, one must, to get to the light, one must go through the shadows. So I designed this card to illustrate that sh shadow work that has to be done. Mm. To say that, you know, the, the tops is the perfect face. She's green. She's smiling. She's got the hair done. She's got, you know, the coral shells in her hair. She, she looks, you know, like a normal. She fits in the crowd. You know, everything is fine. But then when you look underneath her, the shadows that she's trying to cover mm -hmm. from the world, she thinks the world cannot see the darkness. So in covering that darkness, she's disconnected from that darkness. And that darkness is actually festering. And if you see those, the, the, the roots are going up upwards and they are eventually going to infect her and they're going to destroy her life so that's basically saying that if you don't deal with your shadows if you don't sit with yourself and go into the sh shadows and that shadow the reason why the skull is there is because he speaks of the ancestors mm. this information in the sh shadow don't be afraid of going into your, your darkness because there's information there because all the mistakes your ancestors have made all the, the their shadows is is the collective is there and they're waiting for you to dig in so you can go in there learn from their mistakes what made their life long or short what made their life enjoyable or bad and then you're going to learn from it and come, come up to the green and once you merge the self and and the sh sh shadow you don't have to worry about hiding stuff from people you don't have to worry about and then you will stop seeing the mirror of yourself you stop seeing the manifestation of your own shadow in somebody else, especially somebody like yourself that has Egbe. Egbe is a really tricky energy to carry because all you're going to be seeing if you don't balance yourself, your Ori, mm. is that Egbe will always show you that mirror of your own sh shadow that you don't even know that you have. Yeah. You know, so, so that self and the one at the bottom of your spread is Ajay is saying, we, if we don't deal with this, all this toxic positivity that's out there, if we, we don't really do real work, individual work, shadow work, ancestral work, it's going to affect our abundance. What is on everybody's mind is money because the economy is taking a deep dive. So everybody's trying to look for ways to make money. Bitcoin is crashing. All this stuff is going on. So we're thinking as an isolated but it's not. It would. So what spirit is telling us is that because we have not merged that self, we refuse to merge self. So like you said, it's affecting the abundance. So on, on the right side, like you said, the gender wars, right? The ego wants to continue this fracture of, again, that duality, the mascul masculine and the feminine. Because Shoshango and Oyo are the perfect combination they represent partnership when shango met oya his his um profile went, went went up you know she taught him certain things he taught her certain things and they're like the perfect and they were so they worked so well to, to for, for each other they were so in love with, with each other so to speak they turned when they finished their work on this earth he turned into thunder and lightning and she into storm so they they followed each other into even into the afterlife but reverse, it means that gen gender wars, just like you said, you know, the ego wants to continue this separation, this fight. Because when Shango and Oya are toxic, they're really bad. That's what causes yeah. tsunamis. That's what causes this, this hurricanes and stuff. That's the toxicity. And that's what we're experiencing.
because that right side, the divine mass masculine, it represents the physical realm, what you're seeing. But on the left side, what is the card? Issues. That's uh, yeah. issue. Issues, the detachment. Issues, detachment, even for yourself, like what's, whatever's going on around you, there's a level of detachment that you have to embody and you just have to let people play out. You just have to let people, sometimes you have to let people carry their own sacrifices. You have to let people, you, I don't know about you, but I, I have a ten tendency of wanting to interrupt people's karma because, you know, you have a soft heart. You want to help people, right? But some yeah. people, sometimes they deserve it. What's happening to them at the end? issues there because issue doesn't really care he's like if you 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 have you paid your dues or not do you remember when 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 you did this he's the lord of karma he's the one that writes down our good deeds and bad deeds and he's the one that's going to tally everything up at the end to say okay yeah okay you're fine and you're and that's what he's teaching in that particular in in that particular position because that position is divine feminine as well and issue is also i think one of the first, the first son of Yami, because he's the son of Oshun. He's the one that was born in Ose, Tutura. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's, he works very, very closely to them. And don't forget, he's mm. on, he's, he lives on Orita Memeta as well. And that's where Yami also lives. So that card speaks of detachment, mm. speaks of sacrifice. It speaks of let people carry their own weight. Let people do their own sacrifice. Don't interrupt anybody's call, call mm. Detach, detach, detach. Yeah, like don't don't save people. Yeah, that, that's it. Oh, sigh. <laughs> so so that's what that's what for me for 2023. Um, I got um card 33 Yake, the for fortress at the top. Mm -hmm. at, at the bottom is card 12 Agalu. The mother of sound. On the right is Logunwede, and it's funny. I have the shirt on Logunwede. I have the the hunter on the right side, and on the left side is Ori. Ori, the 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 the, the godhead card ten. So at mm -hmm. the top is Iyake, the fortress comes out of. It speaks of Iyake is another manifestation of Orisha Yemoja. The, mm. the mountain is an actual mountain in Nigeria, right? And word has it that, the legend has it that when um, the Arab um, invaders used to come and raid towns, the, the people would run up the mountains because the mountains were so mis mystical and Yake Mountain loved the people around that area. It would just, it would just make them dis uh, disappear. They would go in the middle of the mountain. There was a lake. There is a lake. It is not was. There is a lake there today. A suspended lake at the top. Nobody knows how that lake was formed. Nobody knows how deep the lake is. And they would just run into the, the mountain and the mountain would just pro protect them. So this speaks of protection. What, what, what is that everybody's on everybody's mind for 20? What is going to be on everybody's mind for 2023 is looking for that motherly protection. I think homes, I think houses is going to be on everybody's mind. Uh, you, you know, here in Dallas, I think uh, uh, COVID's on everybody's mind because it's on the TV 24-7. Still. Protection, yeah. yeah. Still, okay. So Seriously. That's protection, protection. So looking, looking to protect themselves. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, you know. Because what, what is that? The foundation is the mother of sound. When you think of sound, you think of TV, you think of news, right? Uh, Agalu is coming out of the forest. She is the Orisha of the drum. 
she's the one who gave birth to Aya, and Aya is the is the one who makes physically makes the drum. So so yeah, so that speaks of using your your voice. So a lot of people are concerned. Yeah, they're going to be concerned with some kind of. I think I'm getting homes as well, like houses. I don't know if something to do with homes, people's homes as as, as well. well. I mean, it's a basic, it's a basic survival security, you know, need. You know, just having. A yeah, roof survival over and security. They, You're right. They just, they just um, here in the city. They, they doubled, doubled the taxes on the property, and during COVID, they're all wanting to make a big deal about everything and closing down the businesses but it's still cool to rate you know double the property taxes and then and then i started getting harassed by the city for you know renting doing an airbnb like going on vacation now they want to tax me like a hotel i'm like this isn't a hotel it's a house they're like no it's a it's a hotel (laughs) so like they already doubled my taxes and now i'm fighting with them because they're trying to do it again that's the kind of thing that that makes makes you know having a how can you have a have a home security when when you can't work and they're doubling your taxes that's insane yeah so 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 is this like that invading force putting pressure on like the townspeople just like the story goes putting pressure on them forcing them to kind of downsize as well and forcing them to want to protect yeah, and then the mother of sound, the card on the bottom. So that's saying that's gonna get that's definitely gonna come to the forefront in twenty to twenty three. Yeah. And at the bottom is the people using their voice. I think some people are gonna start coming out and protesting this thing that's going on with with the homes and and, and being more vocal. And um, they Logan went there, car thirty two on the right side is the hunter right and he's a combination of Oshun and and Ogun he's a very obscure Obisha he's um some people say is Oshun and Ogun's son and some people call him the male version of Oshun whatever it is the mm. symbolism is you can see Ogun in her symbols and in his symbol you can see Oshun as well in this in on the card it speaks of time away from society Right. So a lot of people are going to want to feel that their egos could just want to withdraw because they just said this is too much over systemically. The, it's, they're not exactly wrong. They won't be wrong. But they're on the divine feminine side. It speaks of really connecting with their Ori, the, the Godhead. So Ori, the Godhead, speaks of finding your soul's call, calling. Because, you know, Ori is thought of to be the greatest or- Orisha. Ori is not really your Orisha. Ori is like your personal creator, but he's the one that stands above Orisha. So when Ori shows up, it's definitely calling you to come forth to really heed the call of your, of your soul. So that, that next year, everybody's saying next year is going to be a very spiritual year. And that's what this Ori is saying too. Well, Ori's the main three letters in Orisha. Mm-hmm. Orisha. Yeah. Orisha. And all the three cards that I pulled, I find all three of them to be material. And then Ori is the one that's very, very spiritual. So it calls, it's t- calling us, like all this stuff that's going on in this material realm, this government, like the same thing here, they've increased the house prices, everything has gone up, they keep squeezing, you know, our gas prices, 
for house electricity is tripled and it's just they just putting the squeeze on us every day but the divine the feminine is telling us just hold your own and just connect even more to the spiritual realm because in that is where you're going to find your soul's calling all right. So here's here's the, here's the here's the prescription for the new year. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know, if if you're listening and you want to do you want to do a little prayer to Ori, you can get a little bit of water and splash it on your head and say uh Ori meyeo jaja funmi eda meyeo jaja funmi. Ashe. That means inner spirit, please fight for me. Creator, please fight for me. May it be so. Mm -hmm. And so with your Ori, with your head right, then you can deal with your shadow and combine forces with your soul group, uh, soul relations in a way that's practical and creates abundance. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, you need uh, issue. So yes. Before you say Ori, say Eshu. Eshu Ori. Yeah. That made it Yeah, and it's very important to note that issue in this context speaks of detachment, though, and it speaks of not looking at everything in black and white. Like, yeah, just detach. When whenever you see those gender war, you know, when people come with their craziness, just detach and just sit back and watch them play it out. Watch them burn them, their own them, themselves out. Don't take any sides. That's what issue does. He doesn't take sides. I keep driving. I keep, I'm in, um, I'm in third ward in Houston, which is like Jim Crow South land. Hmm. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm driving, uh, to, um, uh, where I'm going every day, uh, which is uh, law school, mm-hmm. and I wrote a every day, day. <laughs> you know, and and uh, and I'm like, man, I bet you that's issue, and uh, yeah, and 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 the next day, the next day, I drive by there, and the guy was wearing, you know, red, white, and black. And I was like, I knew yeah, it. Uh, he was giving him something. Did you? Was he begging for money or what was he doing? No, he's just like watching people. It's weird. Just talk to him one day. Give, buy him a drink. What? Are you crazy? I would have bought him something. Yeah, I mean, usually I'm I'm driving across the highway, but yeah. Oh, it's the, highway. Okay, okay, okay. That's crazy. To, to, to that's, stop, you know. That's crazy. Next day, the next day he was wearing. You say, I bet you that's issue. Next day he's wearing issue colors. Listen, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. will stop my car. I will go talk to that person. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like he's going to be gone. He's there every day, so you're right. Yeah, buy him a coffee one day. Buy him a coffee and a donut something. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Definitely, I have. You know, like after I saw him, I went to the parking lot, and an old lady came up to me, you know, begging, and I definitely gave her some some groceries just to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, I was like, Oh, here come, here comes the mother, you know, <laughs> here comes the old mother. Here you go. Here's, here's, here's some bread and jam. Man, I'm telling you, I, it's a science. I'm, when um I grew up, my, my grandfather was Muslim and my grandmother as well. And they grew up um really, they really believe in Salat. Salat is one of the five, seven 
Is it seven pillars again? That number again. And the fifth pillar, which is like to give. So I, that's how I was trained. That's how I was raised. I'm always giving. I give, 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 give. And I'm always giving alms, right? So maybe it was 2019. And I was like, people just, human beings just, I was like, you know what? I'm done with humans. I'm not giving anybody anything. I was like, yeah, these people I give stuff on in London too. Anyways, they use it. They probably got like better houses than me, cars. And I'm just making up all kinds of scenarios in my head. So I stopped giving alms when people will come like giving on the streets. I just stopped because I was pissed off. Something happened. I think I got scammed during like a lawsuit and I lost money. And I just got tired of human beings. By the end of 2019, my work slowed down because I'm a um, freelance massage therapist. That's how I funded my project. Nothing was coming in. I'm like, what the heck? So obviously I do what we always do when something's going on. You go consult. So I always had an interest in Togo. So I got a friend from Vini, Togo. And I was like, Demi, can you do, I want to do a consultation from your end. I never experienced it before. I just want to see. Because it's Ifa anyways. And the guy is, um, I think he does, he uses it another oracle. When he came back with the results, I knew he was telling the truth. Because my grand, my godfather appeared. And I didn't tell this guy anything about my godfather who had passed away in 2018. He was like, tell her that she she's very selfish by not giving that the way she used to give and i was offended and i was like i beg you i was like this in this about something i was like me selfish and then, and then the oracle broke it down there was like my vibration and my ori and the vibration that brought me on this earth i must give i must give arms like what you just did like you know the old woman if you they were like when you see people on the streets when they're asking for money you must. And I said, why? They said, because your spirits that you walk with, sometimes they manifest in human yeah. form and they will come meet you to test you. And the two times, and it was true, there was two times I was in London and this gypsy came up and I was like, I'm not giving you shit. And I, I, didn't, give him, I didn't give him anything. And you know, the Oracle busted me out. It was like, yeah, that was Olokun. That was your spirit. Dan, oh, they, they, they called Olokun Dan. I was like, oh, hell. I was like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. man?" The, and, the, I was given. You should see. I went crazy. And when I went London, I'm like, do you want it? Do you want a pound? I'll be walking up to the <laughs> homeless people. I know they were like, what the fuck is wrong with her? I was like, do you want something? And everybody came up to him. I'm like, do you want something? I give him change. I gave away so much money that month. It was my friend had to be like, calm down. <laughs> I yeah, was I like, just, I just go ahead and assume it's a test when that happens. It's, pretty it's much, just, you know, I just went. But it was like my friend was like, you don't have to take it to the extreme. And my work, and I, since then, my work to picked up, and everything was was fine. And I was, I was just really amazed at. Do you imagine because I, I, I just stopped doing what I've been doing all my life for one year. In my imagine how that affected and spirit was like, no, that's not how you. I was like, and then I was like, how come other people? How do I know my friend? This girl called Tyler. She's got so much money. She don't give away nothing to nobody. You can't get Tayo to give away her old shoes. She ain't going to give you anything. This girl's got money. They were like, well, people, different people are born under different energies. You manifested on here. You have to give. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's always a test. Well, I got I got one more. Uh, we we hit an hour over an hour, um, but I have I wanted to tell you a quick story, and just get your input, your your Yami, uh, input on this on this situation, which is, I learned some uh, 
magic mantras, if you will. And uh, I was in my house a couple of years ago in uh, uh, Guatemala. I built a, mm-hmm. um, a, a mountain house in a mine village. And so I, 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 I built it and I was so excited on top of this mountain in Central America and um, feeling the vibe and subtropical. And I started doing these mantras. I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to dream tonight. I'm going to get I'm going to start doing this. And so I started like invoking um, the Yami and I, I, you know, I didn't really have um, a structure. I just kind of intuitively was was vocalizing things. And, and mm-hmm. um, that night, you know, I, I had a dream that I don't remember. But in the morning in the kitchen, on the floor of the kitchen, which is an outdoor kitchen, was a little um, uh, uh, pig meow dead on the floor. Keep in mind, I have two cats. So... <laughs> So anyway, so so I do the I do I start I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna get down and do some some astral stuff and I I I did some prayer and vocalizing and mantra and in the morning there's like a dead owl in the kitchen. Hmm. So what do you think about that one? I think that the symbolism of the owl. Wait, it can go two two ways. You know, to kill an owl is a bad omen, but you didn't kill the owl owl it was just there it was dead so it could have been a situation where the mantras you were evoking worked and you offset you blocked some kind of negative energy that was around your your sphere and that owl took the hit Mm. and it's like it's a sacrifice it sacrifices life for you and 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 then they made sure to bring that symbolism forth as an owl to drive the point home that that mantra you were evoking for yami i don't know which one it is because the owl is is one of their main totem birds, right? Right. So it could be that, or it could be that. But why did the owl? I mean, the the, the other one, the other side, could be like maybe you're not supposed to be saying that mantra. I'm not sure. But I'm more leaning towards the first, you know, interpretation, which is if take you know it, what you're doing. Yeah, to say, hey, if you know what you're doing, if you knew what you were yeah. doing, then maybe. You you definitely evoked some kind of. It, well, it's it's not protection. that I know what I'm doing. It's that it's already inside of me what to do. You know, and sometimes I do it. <laughs> but 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 you know, and I do have some, uh, you know, the 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 lineage and and some training. But you know, like with the with that kind of work, it's definitely sometimes you're exploring it on your own. You know. You know, and you're there as the the mad scientist in, in in your in your lab doing your spiritual experiments. You know, that's that's how you know it was at that at that um, point. Is is you know I'm just studying the mysteries that's in, that's inside of, of of my DNA. You know, and and my connection to the land. So you know, and sometimes think you know with the dream stuff. I mean, I just didn't know what happened, but there's a dead owl. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the owl symbolism is definitely connected to. Yeah, I mean, how we got dead, I'm not sure how. Well, you know, you you know what, you know what, my my hypothesis was that I, 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 uh, in the astral, I, I turned into the owl, and I flew too close to the house and got 
hit by the cat. Hmm. That's what it, that that was my hypothesis, but I, you know, pro, the the taking a hit for you definitely resonates too because I'm all about the the protection and I do set up a lot. I mean, it is probably one one of my my main focuses is in specialties is is protection. So, where where can people see, uh, buy this deck? Buy this. Yeah. Deck? So, um, I'm not sure if you're gonna paste the, my website on anywhere, but it's Orishas Dream. Dot com or if they go on my Instagram, if they click on my website link or we shall dream. But I think they, they probably should. I think it's better if they like see the name written out somewhere. Right. And then oh, the code, the, yeah, the code like me, you that me and you did discuss, it will be like if they put in Baba J, Baba J, yeah, um, they will get five percent off. And if awesome. the code isn't working, just email me. If, okay. if they go on my website and they put in the code and it's not working, t- t- they can just go ahead and just send me a message. I re- I usually respond really quickly, Instagram or my website. But the code is Baba J. Um, my my website should be like po- posted somewhere, but it's on yeah, my yeah. Instagram page, orishasdream.com. Yeah, uh, along with you know a, a few edits, I'll put. Um the the copy and the links in the description mm-hmm. of the podcast with some notes or so anything mm-hmm. you would like to include if you um are are you are you doing a, a fundraise to add those seven cards you mentioned the kickstarter are you doing- i yeah i'm trying to just several things i'm trying to do at once because you know i work um as a well trying to work as a massage therapist it's pretty it's crazy here right right now um so I just came back from Nigeria. I still have stock with the old or the old the one you have. Yeah. I want to do the reprint. The second edition is what I'm thinking about doing Kickstarter. So nice. you know how the crowdfunding works. If it's successful, if you're able to raise a certain amount, you can then say, okay, because I raised this amount, I'm going to add X, Y, and Z as a perk. But that hasn't been initiated yet because I'm trying to do several things. Yeah. I'm really looking to find someone I could partner with in the U.S. because the shipping from U.K. is a bit off-putting right. to people. It's a very funny time to do stuff, but that's one thing I'm th- thinking about. When I do do the Kickstarter, I'm going to offer that as an op- option. So if I meet the goal, then I'll be able to add the set seven cards. What I am fantasizing about is making, you know, maybe doing a special edition and doing some uh, foil you know, hologram, yeah, holographic, incredible. Like, yeah, stuff like, like that. Gold, yeah, gold or silver, you know, foil cards, you know, um, yeah, silver, especially silver, like changing the, the front. And you know, like, with a person like yourself, I'll reach out to you when I'm ready to if, if when it goes because Ocho is one of the depictions right. that I would definitely want to include, and I'll probably tap you to oh, yeah, we can brainstorm on a design. Maybe oh, something yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe something with that dead owl, man. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Let me because I like working with Dream. I, I I could put I could put a little sprinkle of my fairy dust on that card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. That would, that would be such a cool, you know, to consult with a person like that's Osho. So when that comes around, I mean, like I said, nothing is set in stone because I'm doing this by myself and it's been a long, you know, just to bring this out was enough. So, but you never know. I could do crowdfunding and it could go. Either way, so if it does, I definitely want to give that extra. Ogun is another one because I didn't include Ogun per se that mm. I want to include because there's a female aspect to Ogun. There's a female path in Ogun called Ogun 
Mona, Mona, and that's the, the serpent, the snake. And most of his devotees are female. So, so it's Osho that that's two cards not knocked off already that I'm thinking. So I need to just design like five more if everything becomes, because all this stuff is money, because you know, it's hand painted. It's not AI. It's nothing about my stuff is AI. <laughs> It's all hand-painted. I have to pay these guys in Nigeria. So, yeah. But what you're saying, that would be amazing. Special edition, foil, gold, all, you know, that, that would be so nice. Yeah. No, it, 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 it's, it's going to happen. Ashe? Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, it was, a, it was a pleasure to talk to you, Aminat. Thank you. Yeah. Thank and you um, we'll be in touch. Thank you. Ma <laughs> Thank you, Baba John. It was a pleasure. Thank all you. Right. All right. Have a good Thank one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Make sure you check out arishasdream.com and check out Aminat's cards and the Oracle. You can buy there in the shop using my coupon, Baba J, for 5% off. You can email her if you have problems. You can also follow her on Instagram. I'll put her links in the show notes, along with a link to my Instagram, which I just made private. But if you send me a an invite with a message saying you want to see the card reading, I, I posted it there. So... Okay, well, thanks for listening, everyone. Wanted to mention that I put a link for the Ile Ife State of Oshun Ife Annual Reading of the Year. They actually start the new year in June. So there are some Ife uh, priests posting um their reading for the year using the uh, the tools. I opted to go with the Oracle deck and the actual reading of the elders in Nigeria uh, from June, which we still have six months left. So check that out. If you need help making any of these offerings, let me know. I wanted to apologize for my vernacular with uh, Ifa. I am a Western Baba. I am not an African Baba. So, I mean, heck, my families speak Spanish. I've been speaking Spanish my, my whole life. I still sound like a, like a Texan when I do. So, <laughs> um, I know AJ is Aye and I screwed up some uh, syllables and I'm on my path and learning how to speak uh, this this language, which is actually 30% Coptic, which is pre-Egyptian. And it's also 30% uh, Gese, which is uh, pre-Hebrew. So this language is super magical, but it's going to take me a lifetime to master. So I'm working on it. And uh, also check out uh, the bookshop. I have some, some books in there about Yami. 
and also a link to the Rogers Wildlife Conservation if you want to donate to bird rehabilitation for the new year. Maybe make an Evo that way. I'm going to include the link. Also going to include a link to what the heck is a Moloch Dow since that's what I created uh, as the infrastructure for uh, my golden age operation going forward. It's on Web3. Basically, the internet is evolving and I'm plugging all that in and we'll be training lawyers and uh, broadcasting that process here on the podcast. Till then, I'll be doing some more of my spiritual uh, casts, which I will privatize uh, by the time I am finished with law school. So that, that, you know, my ministry and my priesthood will be open to private, you know, apprentices and people that want to learn, but, you know, it's not out there in the open. So get it while the getting's good. And uh, yeah, so everybody, I hope you have a, a, a wonderful new year. We have a retrograde coming up to kick it off. So uh, it's good to check out what the elders and Ile Ife said, what Aminat and myself read. Yeah, so, you know, get prepared, throw up some some shields, make sure um, you are prepared for this new year, which might be a little bumpy, but we're going to be okay because we are doing the uh, things that we need to do to prepare and make sure it goes our way. So, um, yeah, blessings to everyone, long life. Agbo Ato and Modupe, love you guys. And uh, again, if you want to support the show, I'm going to put the link to do that as well. So 